NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help DGENs only cash big. Use promo code SGP for a 50 deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive is the new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysts, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors, including the crew from SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all the free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. And finally, we're brought to you Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paid providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com. That's aceperhead.com. Welcome to NBA Gambling Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rich Fat Baby McKee, and I'm happy to welcome back from his law school finals. Give it up for Zach Swissbank Broner. How's it going, man? What's going on, McKee? It's great to see you. It's a great chat, and he's giving me some uh, just, you know, larger life advice from the Rich Fat Baby was was coming in before recording, um, but it's good, yeah. it's good to be back. Good to see you, and uh, yeah, we're only about a week away from NBA here, so... Um, pumped to be back and back recording was coming up from the depths of constitutional law to talk about some win totals. So definitely more fun. Well, I'm I'm glad to have you back. And uh, yeah, we were talking about a little bit of life advice is dropping some uh, <laughs> education on the young gun here, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. We're here to talk about NBA win totals. We are finishing up the preview of the final teams we haven't talked about yet. We've got the Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies, San Antonio Spurs, uh, Timberwolves, Kings, and the lowly Charlotte Hornets. Uh, we'll go in order from uh, most projected win totals to least projected win totals. Uh, anything you wanted to throw out there that you've been thinking about uh, since you were last on over the week or anything? No, I mean, I, I, we definitely don't need to spend much time on this, but the, the James Harden-Houston Rockets saga has been just very fascinating, in my opinion. Um, just from a player you know a labor management dynamic in terms of just looking at you know james harden blatantly you know globe trotting across the country maskless trying to send a message and then houston kind of maskless at strip clubs too not just like yeah yeah not just maskless like out and about outside but specifically going to strip clubs and like celebrity parties yeah and and look obviously personal choice but you know the nba is trying to obviously corral covid to have a season so you know wearing masks should be emphasized for players but you know, Houston said they were willing to get uncomfortable and they withstood a week's worth of TMZ headlines and they got James Harden into camp and now he's going to be playing in their preseason game tonight. We're recording this Tuesday. Um, so, you know, so far early returns, very impressed by, you know, the Rockets' uh, young general manager, Raphael Stone, and first year on the job and willing to basically go to war with James Harden 
to try to win with him. So just been really fascinating story. Obviously has massive implications for, you know, the future of player empowerment and how Mm -hmm. teams and owners will now respond to try to sort of put a check on the power of the players. You know, James Harden has two years left on his deal and he's basically trying to bully his way out. So it'll just be very interesting to follow um, how this, how this sort of, you know, honestly, it's been kind of a war between James Harden and the Rockets. So I've been enjoying following that storyline and um, seeing how both sides sort of using Woj and Shams to get their stories out there. It's just, yeah, it's kind of has all the elements of NBA player drama that make this league so crazy. Yeah, it has been fun to follow and a little annoying, too, because like every NBA podcast I turn on, they have to have a long talk about, you know, whether this is right or wrong from what perspective. I do think uh, Bill Simmons had an interesting take on it about a week ago where he kind of broke down whenever a star was trying to push his way out of a team or like an unhappy dynamic. And he showed that it was always better for the team if they waited and tried to hold out as long as possible and try to sway the star back over to staying or wait it out and get a better return for that star if if it ultimately comes to they have to trade. So I do think the Rockets are doing the right thing from their perspective. And I don't know. I don't, I, as far as what I hope for as a fan of basketball, I'd like him to stay and just see what he can do with this roster. But I do think it would also be interesting to see him on some of the other teams that he's named as uh, likely, you know, those places he wants to go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Brooklyn's offense looks pretty fucking good in their first preseason game, so maybe they're a little less desirous. But um, it's gonna be it's gonna be very it's gonna be a cloud hanging over this this season until it's resolved, I guess, uh, at the trade deadline or or prior. Well, it's been yeah. You mentioned it's been fun to watch these preseason games and try to get a sense of the teams that we're about to see. You know, we try not to buy too much into these preseason games but it does give you a sense of at least who looks healthy and who looks good playing together uh have you been able to watch any games yeah i've been watching a few um obviously got the nuggets in got the knicks in i did catch some of that nets game i gotta say kevin durant looked really healthy um he yeah he looks like kevin durant two years ago doesn't he? yeah he looks really healthy uh very impressive uh you know rehab job by him obviously don't want to jinx it it's early but he was on the floor a couple times, you know, moving his feet defensively. And so they looked dangerous. Kyrie looked really good, too. Um, trying to think what else. I thought that, the, speaking of the Rockets, I enjoyed watching John Wall back. Yeah. He looked back to, you know, what I remember John Wall. Maybe not quite as fast yet, but he's getting there. And the connection with Boogie Cousins, Boogie Cousins still out of shape. But uh, that seems like it's going to be interesting whether uh, Harden comes back or not. Yeah, and, and definitely think one thing that is becoming clear is that this the long hiatus between the regular season pause and the bubble and then the you know how long it's been since a normal season i mean kd is what two years into his rehab or you know a year 18 months into his rehab so mm-hmm. um and same thing for john wall so definitely good to check in on these guys health going into the year to sort of recenter on gambling i mean i don't think you need to be factoring in kevin durant's health into your handicap of brooklyn nets week one regular season games i think he looks ready to go so um yep definitely want to take note of that of those types of things and now for a quick break and we'll be right back 
It's the most wonderful time of a year that, let's be honest, can't end soon enough. Let's get rid of 2020. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket to have a little more fun. Let's have some more fun. In my bookie, you can have more fun. You are actually guaranteed to have fun at my bookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you're naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet NFL, NBA, all your favorite car of the sports, and more. So just sign up today and receive the ultimate stocking stuffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That is sweet, baby. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at MyBookie, that means a huge deposit bonus, epic giveaways, and free contest it's simple sign up enter promo code sgp and get your deposit matched halfway up to a thousand bucks head over to my bookie to make the most of the holiday this year and strut into 2021 with cash in your pocket this winner bet the bet with the best bet with mybookie.ag mybookie.ag promo code sgp we're going to talk about the warriors projected win total right now uh, it's set at 37 and a half. That would be a 42 and a half uh, equivalent in an 82 game season. Uh, right now, my bookie has the odds for the over set at minus 140 and the under at plus 110. So people are hitting the over pretty hard already. Uh, last season, they were 15 and 50. Uh, or maybe I didn't write that down right because they didn't have play that many games. Did they? Yes. Yeah, anyway, right. what, yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, they, they, they won 15 games, put it that way, and they were in last place. ESPN RPM projection has them at 31.2, 14th place in the West. So they really dropped him once uh, Clay Thompson went down. Uh, have Curry projected to play 54 games. Steve Kerr is back. Their starting five is going to be Steph Curry, Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, and Kevin Looney right now. I imagine James Wiseman will eventually be slotted into the starting five. They added Kelly Oubre, Brad Wanamaker, Wiseman, the second overall pick, Kent Bazemore, Nico Mannion in the second round, lost Clay Thompson to injury, uh, Kai Bowman, and Dragon Bender. Uh, those last two, not big deals. Where are you leaning right now at 37 and a half? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this is a tough team because I think they have a, a high upside, obviously, with the championship pedigree they have on this team, um, the star power. I also feel like they have a very low downside with kind of the fact that if Steph Curry were to get hurt, um, you know, this team would be, you know, as we saw last year, it's a total collapse. And they still do have that kind of weird, like, buffer year because now, okay, the year where Clay's healthy is going to be next year, not this year. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think... The sneaky good part about this team is their depth. Um, I like the Brad Wanamaker edition. I like the Kent Bazemore edition. Um, Jordan Poole was a guy who looked really good in their preseason game last night. He might be able to step up mm -hmm. for some backcourt minutes. Uh, Damian Lee, Steve Kerr likes to play him. Obviously, my boy Marquise Chris off the bench. Um, Eric Pascal yep. off the bench. So they have a lot of, of quality depth. I think their second unit's going to be good, and they are going to be a good defensive team. So I would... And as we've mentioned on this podcast, it's this year more than any is going to the depth of the bench is really going to matter because you're going to get more guys sitting out because of COVID and, and the condensed season stuff like that. And 
uh, I feel like there was a good chance that Steph Curry, even if he doesn't get injured, he rests a lot. Yeah, totally. And and, and that's a great, a great point. I mean, I, I am putting an emphasis on depth, and I think they do have good depth. Um, you know, I think this line is set very well. I, I think you reminded me last podcast that I went over on every single Western Conference team, so I'm trying to be a little more restrained today. I would probably lean slightly over here. I think this is going to be a playoff team. Um, but, you know, I think... This is basically their their you know average outcome. Obviously, um, just seems to me like there is a lot of variability with where this team could go. I I don't have a great feel for it. Obviously, we haven't seen Draymond Green either. Um, what kind of guy is he going to be? You think this season because he's shown obviously elite level and also he's shown not giving a fuck, which was last year and and not being really impactful. Yeah, I I I'll give him credit by the sense that he could have just sat out all last season pretty much and he still played a lot of it but did not play to a very high level but I don't think he was being asked to he was just out there trying to give an education to a lot of the young guns out there I you're right I I feel like this team has a really low floor depending on if Curry goes down or just misses a significant chunk of the games and I think that's what's really factoring into ESPN's projection at 31.2, which is well under the, you know, Vegas projected win total. Um, so, you know, with the current my bookie odds, I'm going to go ahead and lean under at plus 110 just because I do think it's such variability in what this team can do. And so I would just rather take the plus odds there. But what do I really think is going to happen? I don't. I just, I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a little more research before I give my final take. Which I should mention, Zach and I are going to be on with the Sports Gambling Podcast guys to give our final picks for every team on Thursday. So I, I do have more research I have to do before then. One thing uh, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but uh, on Friday I did an episode with a gambling engineer, and he mentioned how um, I should listen to, I shouldn't make fun of you for doing the over for all the Western teams because, um, you know, they took 10 conference games away from both sides. So the West is going to have a little easier of a schedule than they did last season because they'd be playing more East coast Eastern teams, which are traditionally lower level. Yeah. You will, each team will play a higher percentage of non-conference games than ever before. So that's definitely yeah. something to keep an eye on. Yeah. I, I guess actually on second thought, I would lean under here. Obviously, you have the ESPN RPM projection coming in at 31. I think that's kind of what the numbers are going to say about this team. Like when, when we say, okay, we're going to go follow up more research, I think you're going to find that this team, so much of, of their upside is like the intangible, like, okay, Draymond's going to be an absolute menace defensively, and Steph's going to you know be MVP Steph. I feel like we have sort of the memory, uh, the residual memory of how great they were in the past, but there's also, you know, if you woke up and just looked at this team, you could also see, you know, aging Steph Curry with a devastating injury to his sidekick, um, surrounded by James Wiseman and, and Draymond Green is, is not much. I mean, I, I'm a little higher on guys like Wiggins and Ubre than I think others are. I feel like they kind of both get ragged on for putting up empty, empty calories, empty stats. Um, but, you know, 20 points a game is valuable. I feel like people lose sight of that with Andrew Wiggins. Um, I can easily yeah, talk myself and, into and, both and sides. Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre played better for the Suns last season. I think it was last season was his best season just as a team player. 
maybe not in pure stats, but definitely as a team player. However, then the Suns played better without him when he in the, in the bubble. So I don't know what that really means, but I do think it's interesting to play Ubre and Wiggins together in the starting five because they're two long wings to have like two long wings around Steph Curry, which is great because you know neither of them have showed they could play great defense, but they're certainly they have the physicality to do so. And if Draymond Green can get in their ear, that would be great if they. Actually, see them as two-way players. Yeah, and I, I will say Kelly Oubre was giving Michael Porter Jr. absolute fits in that preseason game. I obviously don't want to mm-hmm. say too much, but maybe, maybe Steve Kerr is tapping into something. I, I mean, I think it's very clear, both of us, you can easily talk yourself into either side of this because there are just so many unknowns. Um, my official pick, I'm going to lean under, um, but stay tuned for Thursday night's uh, podcast. I am in agreement with you, and you're right. I do like the depth of this bench. I think Wanamaker and Bazemore were great uh, steals for them. And Mannion, you know, he might be okay as coming in for 10 minutes or something like that in the backcourt to give uh, Curry a rest. But uh, I'm also leaning under right now. And now for another quick break, and we'll be right back. Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. Just in time for the holidays, we are teaming up with Thrive Fantasy for an awesome SGPN merch bundle. Just send in a screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy, promo code SGP, and you have a chance to win $100 in SGPN merch. Just email your screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's easy. And if you don't know what Thrive Fantasy is, you should because it it eliminates the countless hours of research and focuses only on the top tier athletes to have the biggest impact on the game. If you're sick of losing on DraftKings and FanDuel because it's just full of sharks out there, you want to try to thrive. I mean, it's... If you're playing the NFL, choose 10 out of 20 available player props for your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. And, you know, based on hit the most props, rack up the most points, and you share your part of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 guaranteed weekly and has awarded over $1.6 million in cash i know i need some of that cash i'm sure you need some of that cash too it's been a hard year use promo code sgp when you sign up and you will receive an instant match up to 50 dollars on your first deposit that is free money baby download thrive fantasy on app store or play store or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com so sign up and prop up today and don't forget promo code sgp uh okay we're gonna go ahead and move on to the memphis grizzlies Projected win total is 30 and a half. That's 34 and a half, uh, 82 game equivalent. Right now, my bookie has the over set at minus 150 for odds and under at plus 110. So money coming in pretty hard on the over to begin with. Their 2020 record was 34 and 39. Uh, right now, ESPN RPM projection has them at 36 at 10th place in the West. Uh, we got Taylor Jenkins in his second season. He looked really good as a first-year coach. Starting five, we have John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, which we might get Justice Winslow slotted in there once he returns from injury. 
Jaron Jackson Jr., but he won't be starting off the season. It would probably be Brandon Clark there at the four. Jaron Jackson Jr. probably won't be back until January. And then Jonas Valanciunas. They re-signed Melton. Uh, they'll have Winslow coming back. They drafted Desmond Bain, 30th overall pick, which is pretty good value for him. Some people had him going higher. They only lost Josh Jackson. Uh, I've been saying I expect this team to take a step back, but for maybe it's just because they looked so good in their preseason game so far, and that's that's you know influencing me wrongly, but... Um, I, I just really like John Morant to take another big step this season. He's looked so good. I, I I'm kind of like the over right now, but uh, where are you at? No, we're 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 totally aligned on this because we I think we've both been saying that we expect them to take a step back, and they have looked very good in the in the, in the preseason. John Morant obviously looks like he is going to be taking another leap this season, which was kind of the wild card for this team. I mean, he, he didn't, it's not like he put up crazy numbers last year. He obviously had big moments and was a, you know, he had a great season, but if he's going to be a guy who's averaging, you know, 23 and 10 this year, or whatever he looks like he's capable in the preseason obviously makes you want to go over here. Um, I'm going to have to stick. And I think uh, we'll get Brandon Clark taking another step forward. And when Jaron Jackson Jr. Comes back, I think he could take another step forward, especially with the continuity of their roster. Cause they really didn't lose a lot. Yeah, they really, I mean, they, they really, just lost Josh Jackson. yeah, they really didn't. And they obviously, they feel very comfortable in that Taylor Jenkins system. This team clearly, you know, like you said, it's coalesced, a lot of continuity. I will probably still go under just because I think from a big picture perspective, obviously you're kind of micromanaging the health of Jaron Jackson throughout this season. Um, he seems like he's going to be a, you know, a Porzingis-esque guy as his career goes along. There's always kind of mm-hmm. a lingering concern. Uh, I just think the West is so deep, like, you kind of got to go under somewhere. I Obviously, this is a fun young team, so it hurts me to bite the bullet here, but I just don't love their upside that much. Um, you know, they still have a lot of questions to figure out on the wing. Um, how good is Dylan Brooks going to be? Does he have another leap to make? I'm not sure. So while I think they have a lot to – they have a really nice, you know, tag team duo in, in Jaron and Ja with, you know, a bunch of young guys, Clark, Bain, um, you know, and I thought they were, you know, they've started. What's interesting is that they re-signed D'Anthony Melton in uh, in their last preseason game. They started three guards with Brooks and Melton and Morant with Kyle Anderson and Jonas. And I thought that that was an interesting look for them, you know, because they didn't even play with Brandon Clark or Jaron Jackson Jr. in the last game. Yeah, they have, they have so many different looks they can get to. Melton, obviously, super versatile piece. Kyle Anderson, super versatile piece. Um yeah, I mean, look, this this team has done everything right. Like they they have continually drafted well, they continue to develop well. I just think this is not gonna with how good the West is this year. Like I would I would take the Warriors over the Grizzlies, right? Um, just if we mm-hmm. look at these two teams we talked about so far. So um, I'm gonna rock under here, um, expecting that they'll be a tough team, and this one's gonna come down to the wire, just because you know they're led by John Moran. He seems to be in full on just like go mode right now. Um, he looks like he's ready to come out and kill some people this year. Absolutely. And I don't love the uh, the bun he's got going on <laughs> right now when he puts his hair up. That that makes me not like him. But uh, I guess I, got, I, I, I like this team too much to lean under right now. I'm still going to go ahead and lean uh, over. I still think they can get to, you know, 
they can miss the playoffs and still go over their projected win total, which I expect them to miss the playoffs, but just barely in ninth or tenth place. Um, also, can be influenced by the the play in tournament. We'll see what how that really. That's another thing to consider if they're right on that bubble. Are they going to, you know, not rest Jaron Jackson Jr. as much during you know down the down the ladder in the season if he looks like they can make the play in tournament. So that's a big question, but uh, we'll see. And I, I think you're right. It's, it's a big question mark on their wings. Can justice Winslow come back and look like peak justice Winslow at those moments in the heat? And can he be perhaps uh, a playmaker off the bench for them uh, with the ball in his hand uh, along with Brandon Clark, that would be a great second unit if Winslow can look like he did in, at peak heat form. Um, but yeah, I'm, so I'm going to lean over right now, and you're going to lean under. Yeah, and, and uh, also, anything else? just on that note, I mean, this is low-key a contract year for Justice Winslow. He has a team option coming up next year. Um, mm-hmm. When they made that deal with the heat for Andre Iguodala, I mean, it kind of seemed like Justice Winslow was like the small forward of the future here in Memphis. With the amount of health questions he has surrounding him, I mean, I, I don't think he's locked into that role at all. So that's another storyline worth monitoring. Um, you know, he might he might not be part of this team's future just if he, he can't stay healthy, which obviously is a shame because yeah. he adds a lot of athleticism on the wing. I think that's a great point about the play-in game too. Is that if you're if you're the ten seed, you're basically telling yourself and you're telling your fans that you made the playoffs, right, or that you like mm-hmm. had a chance to get the playoffs. So. That will definitely affect things because you're not going to tank if you're 11. Are you? If you're in the 11 spot, you basically are fighting for that play-in seed rather than trying to maximize your draft odds. Um, and it'll be interesting to follow that. Definitely, with all these Western Conference teams, it's going to take sitting down with a pen and paper. And you know, because you, I want to take them all over. I, I want to take this Grizzlies over. Yeah. But I know that that I'm going to have to cut bait somewhere so i'll go under but i do like this team's potential um down the line agreed agreed and and this is going to be tough going right into the san antonio spurs because they're right on that mark as well they're projected at 29 and a half that's a 33 and a half uh equivalent in an 82 game season uh they're over right now on my bookie is at minus 130 the under is at minus one. 10 2020 record was 32 and 39 espn has them going 33.2 getting coming in around 30 13th in the west uh pop is obviously back the starting five right now is reading uh dejounte murray Derek white demar Derozan, lamarcus aldridge and yaka purtle Derek white might still be injured questionable for opening night so uh, we might get a different look there i think they've been starting uh rudy gay in the white spot and having uh rosen and murray more in the backcourt um we have lonnie walker who played well for them in the bubble also uh they just added two draft picks with uh devin vassal which was a great value at the 11th overall pick and trey jones also good value a lot of people had him going in the first round they got him in the second round they only lost uh marco bellinelli and bryn forbes who you know, played limited minutes for them last season. So in our our, our Friday podcast with the Gambling Engineer, he gave out the Spurs as his best bet over. Um, I'm kind of leaning that way as well, even though I just leaned over for the Grizzlies also. But I think that these both these teams can go over. Um, where are you at? Yeah, I mean, I think these teams are very similar. I I, I saw that clip with Gambling Engineer. Um, 
I would probably want to lean over here as well. I think what's they have such a reservoir of young talent now, which is kind of weird because they have these aging vets in DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge combined with Popovich, who you know is only there because he's been given the license to compete. You know, he's Popovich is not trying to tank here in San Antonio, but they do have all this young talent in Murray, you know, White, Lonnie Walker. Now they bring in Devin Vassell, Jakob Pertl, uh, Keldon Johnson also from last year was really impressive mm-hmm. in the bubble. So um, I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm going to lean over here. I'm going to, I like over, um, but I would say you do want to monitor, or I mean, you're not going to be able to monitor if you bet the win total, but DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge are both clearly on the trade block, in my opinion. Um, they're big contracts and tough to move, but at the right price, I think both those guys would readily be moved out of San Antonio, which would definitely hamper their ability to get over and would signal as well that they're you know more inclined towards the future. So, I mean... Well, they almost looked better, better in the bubble when they didn't have Aldridge there, clogging up kind of that mid-range area. Um I mean, I liked when they had the Rosen in the bubble as kind of the main playmaker. It was a real interesting look for them. Uh, I didn't like them coming into the bubble because of that reason, but you did, and you were right. I was wrong. Uh, they almost, you know, they got close to making the playoffs or at least the play-in game. So I, I, a lot of different ways this could go, whether DeRozan or Aldridge or both of them is traded, but I would lean under if we thought they were going to be traded just because you're right it would be all youth even with Popovich I, I wouldn't think they'd be able to win a lot of games in the west yeah I mean I think Occam's razor here is like look it's a Greg Popovich team that's not that bad I I don't like I, I would be hard pressed to pick them to go under 500 so I, I I do like this over um just because I think he's going to get the most out of this team um but look I mean with Warriors Grizzlies Spurs, Timberwolves, Kings, which are the five teams we're talking about today in the West. I mean, like one, some of those teams are going to have to go under, even though they all kind of do have a nice young core that is expected mm-hmm. to get better. So it's just really tough uh, to pick amongst these teams. I'll go Spurs over. I like this team, um, you know, a little bit more than Memphis, I think. Um, but definitely, definitely really tough choices here. Okay, one final break and we'll be right back. I'm here to tell you about our new sponsor, Better Than Vegas. You can find them at betterthan.vegas. That's right, betterthan.vegas. It's a completely new free website sharing thousands of handicap videos. It's just like YouTube, but for hashtag DGENs only, because let's be honest, we only go to YouTube for sports betting videos, and that's all that Better Than Vegas is. Okay, the best part is you'll be able to get video picks from all the SGPN crew that we're exclusively posting over at betterthan.vegas. Okay, they cover all the sports, NFL, college football, college basketball, soccer, soon will be all about the NBA. If free video picks isn't enough, they're also giving away cash, $1,000 to the handicapper that wins the most units and $1,000 to the cat handicapper who has the most followers so make sure to subscribe to the sgpn page sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv so you don't miss any of our picks and if the sgpn page wins any cash we'll give it away to our listeners we're not gonna keep it for ourselves we'll give it back to you because that's what we do okay so go to better than dot vegas and sign up today and start watching 
free picks, okay? That's better than .vegas. And, you know, I have to mention our friends at Ace Per Head, right? I mention them every time. If your New Year's resolution is starting a new business, why not start your own sportsbook? And if you're like, I don't know how, Ryan, well, Ace Per Head is here to do it for you, okay? They will give you an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to you six weeks free. That's right, six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com slash gp. That's aceperhead.com slash gp. I'm going to lean under on this next team, though. Moving on to the Minnesota Timberwolves, we've got a projected win total, 28.5. That's a 33-game equivalent in a 82-game uh, season. The over right now on odds is at minus 150, so a lot of hit, people hitting that over. Uh, under is at plus 110. They only won 19 games last season. ESPN has them at 35.6 projected win total, 11th in the West, so that would be be well over the Vegas projected win total. This is Ryan Saunders' second season, who I know you like a lot. Starting five right now is projected uh, to be Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, Josh Akogi, Juancho Hernand- Hernan Gomez, and Kat. A uh, lot of player movement this on the offseason. Uh, obviously, they drafted Anthony Edwards first overall. They got Jane McDaniels with the 28th, round, or 28th overall pick. Uh, Ricky Rubio, Ed Davis, Rondé Hollis Jefferson. They re-signed Malik Beasley, and they re-signed Hernan Gomez. They only lost James Johnson. They might lose Beasley to a suspension, though. Uh, it's an ongoing investigation with him. Where do you sit right now with this Timberwolves team? Uh, obviously, another really, really tough call. I mean, I'm I'm surprised that that ESPN's RPM projection has them at, at 35. I mean, that'd be a game under a uh, half a game under 500. That would be much higher than Vegas is implying. Um, mm-hmm. I, I will lean slightly over here. I mean, this is a lot. I, I don't actually like this team that much, but this is a low total um, for them, I think. Um, you know, I, I expect them to be closer to 500. I think their defense is going to prevent them from, um, you know, doing anything special. I think Cat, obviously, huge liability on that end, and they have to make choices between defense and offense. And, you know, with do you play Malik Beasley or do you play Josh Okoji or, you know, do you play Wancho or do you play, you know, Ed Davis or, you know, does Anthony Edwards play? Um, does Ricky Rubio play that much? I think so with Cat and D'Angelo Russell, you're kind of already de- defining your team as you're going to have a bad defense. So you have to go all offense. I think this will mm-hmm. be a fun young team. Uh, they definitely will be get up a lot of threes. You know, Cat, obviously a mastermind on the offensive end. Um I would probably peg this team, you know, maybe 30 and 42. That would get you over, though, um, which I'm a little bit yeah. surprised how low this total is. Um, definitely a lot of good vibes coming out of T-Wolves camp. Um, you get Ricky. Well, you thought there were a lot of good. You loved Ryan Saunders coming into last yes. season. That was like, well, you planted your flag. You're like, Saunders has these guys buying in. And they came out of the gates pretty hot, and they quickly cooled off. Yeah. Um, I So I wonder if we're gonna kind of get a similar look from them i don't i think saunders is still a young coach and i i do like his vibe and i do think he has potential as a coach and i think they'll stick with him for a while even if he does have another losing season but i just think there's 
still too many young variables here. Yeah, I totally agree. And you're right. I got I got sucked in last year. I'm getting sucked in again. I mean, they brought back Ricky Rubio. He's quote unquote coming home. Um, you know, Ryan Saunders. Obviously, a lot of a lot of good vibes in the T Wolves organization. So I, I I agree. I think I could see them starting hot, but as the going gets tough, their defense is just not going to be good at all. Um, and look, I mean, I think they're going to have a hard like, you know. Timberwolves, Grizzlies on a neutral tomorrow. I'm taking the Grizzlies um, in that game to win. So I'll, I'll, I'll lean over here, but I, I would have this team slightly below um, San Antonio, Minnesota. Uh, San Antonio, Memphis, pardon me. Um, but the, the total is obviously the lowest out of the three of them. Yeah. I mean, so they didn't go to the bubble, so they didn't get the extra eight games. Um, but it's, say you gave them... Four more wins. If they went 500 in the last eight games, that would be that would have been 23 last year. So they would need to get to like six more wins this year. Do you think this team is six more wins better? Actually, no, no. Pardon me. I, I'm going under on this. I, I agree. I, I agree with that comment. I, I was looking at the 33 win equivalent on 82. I think uh, so. They have to win six more games. I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm getting a little confused by the math here. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I, I would. Yeah, I, I don't think they're six games better than, than than last year. I'll put it that way. Yeah, I mean, they will be playing fewer Western Conference games, more Eastern Conference games. So that could help with a couple more games here or there. I just I don't know. I haven't we haven't seen Cat really lead a winning season. We haven't seen D'Angelo Russell. That's, you know, his one season. On the the Nets, he was able to lead them to a, a playoff berth, but we haven't seen those two together win a lot of games. And I don't know. I I feel like they took on Russell more to make Cat happy, not because it was a great fit necessarily. Yeah, I'm. I, I was high on D'Angelo Russell coming into Golden State last year. I thought he was pretty good in Brooklyn, but yeah, I, I don't think he, he he's shown that he's probably not a a piece on a winning team. I think he can put up numbers on a eight seed or whatever, which is what this team, I guess, is going for. Um, but no, I'm, I'm not too high on him. And and look, Cat, at a certain point, if Cat wants to become heralded in the way that, you know, guy, other, other you know, great players in this league have, he has to become a little bit better on defense. I mean, mm-hmm. if he's your center, you're locked into having a bad defense right now because he's just that bad on that end of the floor. So um, definitely needs to needs to improve that. Um so are you, you you change your tune? You're leaning under now. Yeah, I think I'm leaning under. I, I was getting a little confused with the 82 game equivalents. I, I think I would lean under here just because you know I would I would say they're more than a game worse than the Grizzlies and the Spurs, which is where they're being lined at right now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would say if you look at teams, I mean, if Houston trades James Harden, maybe they fall into this boat. But uh, I would say this might look like the second worst team in the West outside of OKC, in my opinion. I'm in agreement with you, um, and I'm, so I'm leaning under. And they have their projected window at the same right now. With this next team, uh, Sacramento Kings, also at 28 and a half. Uh, the over is at minus 125 right now on my bookie. The under is at minus 115. They won 31 games last season. They played 72 games because so they went to the bubble. Uh, ESPN has them right now at a 35 projected win total. 12th in the West. This is Luke Walton's second season. They added Alvin Gentry as an assistant coach, which I think is interesting because it seems like they might already be hedging their bets on if they have to fire 
Walton midseason and the Gentry could just step in. Starting five right now, De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Hield, Harrison Barnes, Marvin Bagley, and Hassan Whiteside. Uh, they added, probably got one of the best values in the entire draft at Therese Halliburton at the 12th pick. Uh, they added Woodard and Ramsey in the second round. I'm not sure how much they'll play. Whiteside, uh, a guy known as put out a lot of empty stats, but he will uh, get them a lot of blocks and rebounds. They also signed Glenn Robinson the third and Frank Kaminsky. Big loss for them with Bogdanovich and Bazemore, actually. Bazemore played well for them, and they lost Corey Booker, Brewer as well. Sorry. Uh, I like this team more than the Timberwolves. Am I crazy? No, I think they're 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 honestly – I would make them relatively even, um, and and obviously lined at the same. I think that that's appropriate. Um, do you do you expect a, a superstar leap from De'Aaron Fox this year? I think that's kind of a big question around this team. I don't know. If I expect a superstar leap, but I kind of feel like losing Bogdanovich, while he's a good player, I feel like that might help the locker room, and because it was. It seemed like he and Heald were both really butting heads for minutes, and Walton was kind of leaning with Bogdanovich and bringing Heald off the bench, and that seemed to cause more problems than good. I, you know, they committed to Heald with the contract, so I feel like if if they're locked into Fox and Heald and they know that backcourt, maybe Fox will be better this season. As he showed it in his rookie season, the potential was there with him and Heald. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's going to be a bounce back year for Buddy Heald. I think they, while maybe you don't like him as much as a player as Bogdanovich, they kind of cleared the air, at least, like you said. Yeah. Um, and now they, you know, roles are more defined. You bring Halliburton off the bench. He's a nice piece. So, yeah, I think this could be a, this, this is a kind of a, they remember they were kind of sneaky good the year before last year. Obviously had a lot of chemistry issues last year, but, you know, now you have Darren I- Fox kind of locked up as your guy. Um, I, think, I think the big question is if Ken Bagley stay healthy, because if he can stay yeah. healthy, they're going to be really good because he's he's shown that he's a great player. Yeah. And, and offensively, they could obviously be really dynamic with, you know, the shooting provided by um, Heald and Barnes around around Fox and Bagley. They could be a nice pick and roll duo. Um, obviously, you still have Rashawn Holmes on this team. Um, he's yep. he's sort of a nice pick and pop option who can help with spacing. He's a, he looked really good last season when Bagley went down and he was playing a lot more minutes. Yeah, he 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 is quite good. So um, I I would probably lean over here. I, I think this team has a chance to be, you know, I like De'Aaron Fox a lot as like a leader type. I think he was kind of a forgotten man in the NBA last year with the, with the, their struggles. But um, yeah, they just... I get excited. You know what? I I'm excited to see a lineup of Halliburton starting with Hield and Fox and doing a, the three guards. And then having Barnes move to the four and Bagley at the yeah, five. Yeah, that's, that, that's a great lineup right there. And and then having Holmes come off the bench for them. Because I, I don't think they need to play Whiteside that much. But I, I, don't know. I, I feel like that's the piece I'm most worried about is Whiteside. Just because he feels like, I don't know, locker rooms go sideways with him. He did, didn't help out the Trailblazers at all as far as win total last season. Um, he just kind of put up a lot of stats. But... I'm still going to lean over on this. I like them more than the Timberwolves. I, I, I think it's a bounce back season for them. Yeah, I would lean over here too. I, I do like the Glenn Robinson pickup. I think he'll be a solid. He'll be a solid another option on the wing for them. If they want to, you know, get creative and play badly at the five or or whatever. 
tinker around with lineups. I mean, I'm just looking at the standings right here. Literally every team in the West thinks they're or expects to make the playoffs, except for the except for the Thunder as of right now. Um, mm-hmm. This is absolutely crazy. You have sort of the playoff locks from last year, but now you have Portland, Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, Sacramento, New Orleans, Minnesota, and Golden State all think they're all coming into this season expecting to be good. Um, yeah, which just is is really really tough from a handicap perspective because. It's not like there's the bottom feeders. Even there's really hard to find them anywhere. I mean, if you look at the East too, you have the Knicks and the Pistons and the Cavs. Yeah, but that's really about it in terms of teams that expect to be bad this year. So definitely will require a lot of calibration for, um, you know, picking all these win totals. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of work to do before Thursday as far as sitting down and really yeah. doing everything. But um, okay, so we both like this team even though we think uh, the west is going to be loaded and tough uh so right now leaning over moving on to our final team that we're going to talk about today the charlotte hornets a projected win total of 26 and a half what's the equivalent to 82 game season there i think it's probably 30 and a half so it'll be 30 and 52 um yeah we got uh yeah 30 and a half okay so um the over right now is minus 130 on my bookie. The under is at minus 110. Uh, their 2020 record, they went 23 and 42. ESPN has them at 31.1, 11th in the East. Uh, so, coaches James Borrega's third season already. Wow. Uh, they're starting five right now. Looks like LaMelo Ball, Devontae Graham, Gordon Hayward, PJ Washington, and Cody Zeller. Obviously, big additions with Gordon Hayward and LaMelo Ball at the third pick. They also added Vernon Carey Jr. in the second round. They lost Dwayne Bacon, uh, probably the biggest loss, uh, and Willie Hernan Gomez. They also lost Nick Batum, who was playing horrible. My big question with this team is, is there enough guard minutes to go around? Is Are Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, and Miles Bridges, are they going to be able to get enough minutes? But they're all... Uh, you know, they went out and signed Rozier to a big contract last year. Malik Monk and Bridges, both lottery picks. Where are you at with this team? I mean, I, I, they've looked they've looked really fun in preseason. Obviously, LaMelo Ball looks like the real deal. So I'm very, very uh, happy for this team that they got him. Uh, I think the Timberwolves will rue that mistake. I kind of like this team. I think they kind of have nice depth. Like you said, they have a lot of young options, a lot of young guards. So you know, the opportunity to bring a guy like Rozier off the bench, you know, he could be a nice pesty kind of combo off the bench for them. Um, Yeah. I mean, he showed it in Boston that he's a great six man off the bench more so than a starter probably. Exactly. And, and you have a guy like Gordon Hayward who can kind of handle some of those ball handling duties. So they have a lot of lineup versatility. PJ Washington's a guy I really like. Uh, Miles Bridges, another guy who's shown a good amount in this preseason, obviously super athlete wing. Um, I mean, I, I like this team. I think James is a good coach. He'll suck a lot of win, wins out of whatever roster they put out there for him. Um, just kind of like a weird vibe, I think, with the team that they have all this young talent and they went and spent four years on Gordon Hayward, um, which is a little bit questionable to me from a developmental perspective. But I do think it will help them win more games this year. Um so yeah, I, I, yeah, I I agree. And Hayward looks like he, at least in pre the couple of preseason games we've watched, he looks like he's back to full health. Yeah, yeah, he does, and 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 I think he'll be good. And I think he 
clearly came to Charlotte for the opportunity to show that he can be, you know, a star again, whereas in Boston mm-hmm. he was sort of a utility role player. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would probably lean slightly over here. I think I think they're going to be right in that thick of teams in the East. You know, you look at Chicago, maybe, maybe Orlando, Atlanta, and, and Washington fighting for that eight seed after the sort of seven playoff locks in the East. So I would lean over here. I think, you know, this comes in around maybe – 30 29 win team obviously 26 and a half lower than the espn projections and um you know i don't i again there's another team i think they expect to be kind of good right like if you're a charlotte fan you expect well i feel like they come into every season expecting to be better than the last season and then they rarely are yeah that's they always kind of make these moves to kind of put band-aids on a roster that is slapped together yeah, that's definitely true. I mean, I, I, I'll say, I mean, I'm just, I think LaMelo Ball is just going to be an absolute stud. And I think he looks like he's ready to be, I, I think. I mean, yes, he's really fun out on the floor and his court vision is everything that we expected. And I think, uh, you know, he's just a taller, longer version of his brother right now, which is a good thing. Um, but his shooting is still really bad. I mean, he has these moments where I think what he went 0 for 10 in the first preseason game or something like that. Yeah, l- l- let me adjust that comment. I think I I, I think Lame- a lot of people expected Lamelo to go to a bad situation and be like this all you can eat point guard who just you know learns on the fly and kind of has like kind of what Killian Hayes is going to have in Detroit, where he has the opportunity to fail. I think mm-hmm. what Lamelo is what's good about Lamelo for the Charlotte team to potentially go over is that. He's shown that he's committed on defense. He has really nice length on the defensive end, can get steals, and can he's really unselfish on the offensive end. Like He's willing to play off Devontae Graham and Gordon Hayward and be a ball mover facilitator instead of trying to take on that role like he had in Australia where he was running crazy pick and roll and jacking up step back threes. Like, I don't think he's going to have the opportunity to ruin this team, if that makes sense. I agree, and if they put him on the floor with – Graham Hayward and PJ Washington, who've all shown they can really stretch the floor. I mean, PJ Washington was a great three point shooter in his rookie year. If he can keep that up, they're going to be dangerous just because they'll be able to jack up points so quickly. Yeah, yeah, and and I think I think James Borrego is a really a quietly a really good coach. Um, you know, you 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 were you were right to say that they think they're going to get a little bit better every year, but I feel like they've never really been like that bad because they, because they kind of Borrego is doing a good job of getting the most out of this team. Obviously well, they're kind of always right there on the cusp of the eight seed. Yeah. They're always right there in like that nine to 11 or 12 group. Um, and I, I expect it to be there again this year. Coincidentally, uh, it's just a matter of do that. I'll lean over, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to really hunkering down and, and sort of figuring out, a proper split of overs and unders because I kind of like every team right now. Um, yeah. So to, to sort of zoom out, I think my angle might be is that you sort of fade the teams at the top and you fade the teams at the bottom. And then in the middle, sort of everyone kind of the the middle is really competitive. That That is kind of where my mind is going as, as I look at the way I'm responding to each of these win totals. And, and again, I think you're right with the middle that the play-in tournament is going to make it more competitive as we get to the playoffs, just because teams won't take their foot off the gas as much with the idea that they can still make the playoffs. So I do like the idea of the, the play-in tournament for that reason. And with win totals, it makes it a little more confusing. Uh, the the bottom of the East is really bad when you look at the Pistons, when you look at the Cavs. Those are going to be easy games. But 
I do think that the Wizards and the Hawks both got a lot better as for just win totals this season. And so that's going to make it difficult for the Hornets to be in that eighth range where I, I think the Wizards and Hawks both look better than them right now. Yeah, I think the, I would probably have the Wizards and Hawks above both of them as well. I, I would like to see more Russ. Um, yeah, but, you know, that that play and see that play and game just made especially for all these teams in the east who have never really done anything and their fans are dying for it like you know atlanta is not or, or none of these teams are going to fall back and be like we're tanking like they have a chance to get to the play in game like you said they're going to go balls to the wall to get there um so you're not going to have that this type of season that you normally have where you you know compete for 60 percent of it kind of realize you're out of it and then you start tanking I don't think we're going to see really any of that. I think you have teams that are tanking from day one and teams that aren't. Yeah. Well, and then there's just going to be so many variables with losing players to, with COVID well. and stuff like that, that you're not really sure, but you're right. It's a, it's a sneaky, good bench. And with the addition of Hayward and LaMelo ball could be, you know, they could be definitely three or four wins better than last season, which is all they would need to go over. Yeah. So I do like that. Um, all right. Well, that does it for the teams. We have previewed every team. Uh, you can go back and listen to it over the last three podcasts, three or four podcasts. Uh, Zach and I will be back on Thursday with our final picks. Uh, we'll be uploading the Eastern Conference picks to the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast feed, so make sure you're subscribed there as well. And we'll do the Western Conference picks on this feed, uh, NBA Gambling Podcast, so make sure you're, you're subscribed to both feeds. Follow Zach at NBA Zach B on Twitter, me at the Ryan McKee on Twitter. Anything else before we get out of here, Zach? No, I'm pumped to watch James Harden play basketball tonight. Uh, so he's playing this. He's playing preseason tonight. And, yeah, definitely Thursday will be fun. Um I'm looking forward to sort of hitting the ground running. I think we're going to be very, we'll be more concise, you know, less deliberative. We kind of use the Socratic method to break down a lot of these teams today. We felt like we were, you know, open floor debate. So I think Thursday, correct me if I'm wrong, we're coming with hard hitting picks uh, that you can take directly to myboogie.ag and lay in um, some futures on the, on the season. Doing our leans right now, but by Thursday, we'll have our locked in picks and you'll just have to decide if you like them or not. But uh, we will be, uh, we'll sell them better. Yeah. So, so should, should I come um, in with locks? With with locks? Yeah. Come in with locks. Come in with best bets. Perfect. Uh, and that's what we're going for. All right. So, let's get it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back on Thursday. Ba, 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 basketball.